Yo, 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 good morning, good evening, good afternoon, beautiful people wherever y'all at in the world right now. Y'all know what this is. This is another Camper Chronicle production, and this here, this is the Bringing the Wood podcast. I am your host, D. Wood, in the building, and ladies and gentlemen, we have a guest. Yes, we do. Uh, two guests, actually. One will be doing some talking, the other one will just be here keeping us, uh, you feel me. But uh, first guest, uh, good friend, he's been on the show a few times. And uh, he had to come back. This is the reason why I even pushed the episode back with the hoop a little bit because this man has been a Kings fan since come I met on. him. Come on. Come <laughs> and on. we talking Niners draft needs that he's been come a Niners fan since I met him. Come on. To the good and the bad. Got the Kings tatted on him. Come on. Not the Niners. He got hey, the Kings hey, tatted. I didn't have to say it. I was, I I, I was finna say it. I got you. Come on. Don't you feel me? Come on. The the creator, the owner yes. of Planet of. Uh, Motivated 49 Fitness <laughs> and the uh, and, uh, host of Live and Direct Podcast, also on the uh, Spotify app as well and on this uh, here app as well. So make sure y'all go ahead and tune into that, the Live and Direct Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, Coach D-Lo. Hello, hello. This is your boy. Thank you for coming. We got a good show for y'all. And I'm just excited, man. Like, my Kings is doing what they're doing. We finally back in the playoffs. You can't tell me nothing right now, man. Hey, we already know. We go get deep into that. Uh, to my right uh, is a friend of mine, man. We ain't been friends long, but uh, he's been a good guy since I met him. My friend, Mondo, in the building. He chilling. He don't do too much of sports, but uh, he definitely partakes in uh, a good weed and some good time. So he's going to definitely be here chilling. How we feeling, man? Pretty good, pretty good. Yeah, he got a radio yeah. voice, too. He real low, low key. <laughs> but, man, I'm glad you could be here. I'm glad you could be a part of this. You can see uh, how things work, man, and how we get down here at the podcast. But we're going to get straight into it. It's going to be a... It's going to be a good episode, like Coach said. It's actually a nice day outside. The sun was out. I went for a walk before I started the podcast. So, um, yeah, we're going we gonna to get straight into it. We're going to start with who? Before we get into the play-ins games today and the playoff games starting on Saturday and Sunday, I definitely want to talk about one of my favorite King players of all time, and obviously you're a King fan, he's, uh, you feel me, Big Cuz, DeMarcus Cousins, he uh, just signed a deal to play in Puerto Rico for the uh, Puerto Rico Guabino Nets, I mean Mets, obviously I'm slaying the first name, but he's (laughs) playing for the Puerto Rico Mets uh, overseas, still trying to get back to the NBA, Uh, obviously as a DeMarcus Cousins fan, he was my favorite big man, I thought he was one of the best big men in the league for many when he was in the league. And obviously, you kind of felt the same way. How do you feel about Big Cuz still continuing the ball and chase that dream of getting back in the league? Honestly, I'm happy for Big Cuz because he deserves it, man. He's a he's a good player. Unfortunately, after leaving the Kings, he had a bunch of injuries and, you know, things just haven't really panned out for him. But uh, Cousins is a great athlete. I've been, I follow him on Twitter. I see his workouts. That boy is putting in work. You know, whether you want to try discount it because it's with scrubs in the gym or you want to discount it because he's in Puerto Rico, you ain't going to be able to discount the skill. If you stay healthy, he deserves to be on somebody's roster. Yeah, no, nah, definitely. You know, I'm rooting for him. So definitely, health is definitely everything in the league. And, uh, man, because that guy's still skilled. He can still get a bucket right now in this league what? and pass. And I definitely think he can help out the team. And I even felt like the last time we seen him, when he was on the Nuggets for a little bit yeah. with, with Jokic, it looked good. So, uh, you already know, Boogie, man. Go out there. It'd be great. It, hopefully, we see you in the league, man. Sooner, sooner rather than later, dog. Man, do thing. Run DMC. We know what's up. Hey, and he also uh, had a quote I want to run by you. And I I got to – I didn't it, – it could be two parts to it. But uh, he basically said something, and this is more about Jokic, and that's why I brought yeah. up the Joker. And he said uh-huh. if Joker wins his third MVP, he should be 
in the GOAT conversation despite not having a finals appearance. Now, again, I got to go find the video because I just got the clip and he yeah. just kind of rambles on. But I got to find the video because I was trying to figure out what he meant by GOAT. Did he mean like center GOAT? Yeah. Even if he was talking center GOAT, he could be in the discussion. He wouldn't be the GOAT. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's just my personal opinion. And if he was talking about the greatest player of all time, he's not even close to that at all. He could yeah. get this third MVP and respectfully, he still wouldn't be right. You're not, one of the greatest uh, of all time. I actually listened to that clip and um, he said he'll be basically have to be considered as one of, if not the greatest, big of all time. Yes. And my thing is, to me, if he doesn't get the success in the playoffs, he's just another Steve Nash. Mm-hmm. Just a big. You know what I mean? Like, we care about playoff success in every sport. Mm-hmm. You can't. We can't sit here and ding LeBron and say he can't be the goat because he lost in the finals four times. You're basically getting dinged for not being as you know for not being able to finish a job that's a team job. But yet there's other guys that could just be great in the regular season and be the goat. It don't work like that. I, I definitely uh, uh, disagree with him being the big goat because Shaq played big and Tim Duncan played big. So exactly. I'm not even gonna go and he through. Mentioned him. I'm not. He mentioned I, both I, no, and, and I, I had he had to because <laughs> to put him in the goat conversation, you got to mention those two. Because yeah, exactly. to me personally, and again, that's just my era. I only could go back so far what I watched. But if you ain't saying it's Tim Duncan as the bigger the goats, then you won't Shaq. Like right. it's some other guys, yeah, you know, like, Kareem and. I'm just saying, it's a, yeah. no disrespect to the Joker, who I think right. is a phenomenal player, and he's one of the dominant bigs of this time. But Bill, Bill Russell got more rings and fingers. Man, like, first of all, I didn't I know how real Bill Russell was, so I messed around and stumbled across his documentary on Netflix. If you haven't seen it, watch that. First of all, he literally killed from set jump when he hopped into the league. Like, MVPs. I mean, uh, uh, championships. Um... Uh, most, by, I mean, um, uh, scoring titles and all sorts, like, from set jump, wasn't no lack. Like, he was killing Will. Killing Will every year. Like, he literally did not lose his first, like, seven, eight years, but nobody considers him in no GOAT talk, and it blows my mind. Even though I ain't seen him play like that, that was the most I've seen him play. I'm like, bro, he's kill-. I'm like, he was really killing these fools. And, and that goes to my point of, like, man, like, you got three MVPs in the league, yes, you're doing your thing, you're doing some crazy stuff, but we talking about GOAT of bigs. Like Like you said, bro, we didn't even get to watch them play, but just their accolades alone is like, like, man, you, you, those dudes gonna get in in it. And then, with the guys we've seen, i.e., I'm gonna keep saying, Tim Duncan Duncan. and Shaquille O'Neal, man, like, what are we talking about? You have, you have the most dominant force in Shaq, and you have Mr. Mr. Fundament himself. Like, Mr. Fundament himself, you know what I mean? Like, that ain't no knock on Joker, but like, you gotta, you got a great team. You the one seed. Let's go win a ring, man. Go get to the finals. Like, let's get to the Western Conference finals. Like, this is my thing. You can't win a third MVP and lose in the first round to the AFC, whoever yeah. the AFC is, or lose in the second round. Mm-hmm. You have to deliver in the playoffs. No one cares about second place. No Thanks. one cares about fourth place. If you, like, again, and nobody talks about that Warriors year when they lost. They had the best record in the league. All time, they beat the uh, Bulls, but they lost the championship that year. No one talks about the Patriots when they went nineteen and zero and lost to the Super Bowl. You lost when it mattered the most. No one cares. So it's like I'm not going to give him a participation award for just uh, a regular season when I ain't seen him do nothing when it was time 
in the biggest stages. Just like they don't really talk about Melo like they should. Because Melo was not able to deliver, I feel like. so. As a big Melo fan, you already know. You already know. What? Melo's still that's my a, favorite a, uh, uh, player from the OC draft. Don't get it twisted. I'm a LeBron fan, but Melo's A1. No, nah, yeah, definitely. No, nah, yeah. when I seen that, I was like, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta speak on that because I definitely thought that was a, a spicy take from Big Cuz. I thought that was a, a mouthful, for real, for Absolutely. real. But yeah, and then knowing that you seen it, I mean, put it even more in the context. But yeah, nah, they gotta, they gotta chill back like love. Yeah, and nah, I definitely, uh, I definitely watched that clip, and I was like, because you know, I know it was like, you know, a big, a big deal on the internet. Mm-hmm. And my thing was again, like, if you look at it from the from the stands of maybe today's big man. That's why I said you know in what this era. That's why I said maybe like, this generation you're even, one of the best yeah. of this generation. You can be in that conversation, but go conversation, yeah. go to or and again, it's a lot of people who do goals of era. If you want to say he can potentially be the go to the twenty twenty, the twenty twenty, twenty twenty going to the future. Yeah, like, so like from now to five years from now, if he pull out another two MVPs in the end with five MVPs in this era, mm-hmm. he could be like, hey, he could be right. the dominant big of this era. But yeah, he's not getting that. So, but we do actually got some. Real basketball to talk got about because he got he got he got business to take care of and again he gonna be potentially playing one of these teams that play today. Right. Uh, we're gonna start with the Bulls and the Heat. They they come on at four p.m. today on TNT. Uh, and it's the battle for the AC. The winner gets Milwaukee. Um, and we are gonna get straight into it. Bulls Heat. Who you got? Playoff Jimmy or Playoff. or 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 Zach Levine, who's who, who definitely impressed me. Uh. Uh, on, on the other day, definitely impressed me well yeah. on Wednesday. But who you got? Bulls Heat. Who's the X factor of this game to go ahead and see Milwaukee? Ah, uh, if I had to put my money on it, if I yes, had sir. to put some money on it, mm-hmm. I will have to go with Miami. Mm-hmm. I feel like Miami is more built for this, mm-hmm. and they actually been experiencing this. They've been so close, you know, so long. Like they've been uh, having a lot of playoff success recently. And so I feel like uh, this is the game, like you said, for playoff Jimmy to show up for, you know, UD that's, you know, retiring to spark these guys to get this, mm-hmm. you know, to get it one done. More, so, one more run. You know what I mean? So I feel like, uh, and it's in Miami, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel mm-hmm. like I feel like Miami's going to uh, come through with the with the crowd and, the, you know, they used to be white out, you know, they used to. I know they could go out there and you know sell the you know sell the show. So mm-hmm. I think uh, I think Miami should be able to pull it out, uh, and I think the X factor will definitely be playoff Jimmy. Playoff Jimmy, yeah, he definitely playoff Jimmy had a bad game against Trey Young and them. And um, like I said on yesterday's episode, I do think they did that purposely because I think they feel like they got a better chance at beating Milwaukee, who's potentially not going to have Chris Middleton, than going against a Boston Celtics team who potentially could just be missing Robert Williams, but. Robert Williams plays through injuries like a madman. And Tyboy right. is a real beast. So yeah. that's my little ideology on that. But I'm taking the heat as well. I for 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 the same reasons. They're battle tested, been here before, had to play in big games like this. And my X Factor, Tyler Hero. Tyler Hero. Tyler Hero. I think Tyler Hero has to take some of that when when playoff Jimmy get cooking and he starts to try to when playoff Jimmy get them assists, he usually getting them to Tyler Hero, who's been his been his little right-hand man, and that's why he didn't want them to trade him when all them trade talk was coming. Right, they right. were trying to bring in people. He's like, nah, don't trade Hero. That's my dog. So I think this Tyler Hero got to show up, help carry the torch, and I think that he go out and get it done, and they play my walk in the next round. But the game that I am more interested in is the game that come on at 6.30. The Minnesota Timberwolves mm. and the Oklahoma City Thunder. All right. This game, like I said, I, I'm, I'm rooting for the Thunder because – 
Timberwolves, I just feel like they shouldn't even be in the play-in. When mm. you go look at that roster from top to bottom. Mm. So, talent-wise, you feel like they shouldn't Yeah, talent-wise, okay. they shouldn't be here. They Like, y'all, y'all are a top-five team in the league. Like, if you look at that roster, that's a very talented roster. And it's just like, I just expect more. Again, even in the last game against the Lakers that they lost, Clarendon Towns had 24 points on 12 shots, made eight shots. I need you to be more aggressive. Yeah. Especially when Ant-Man goes 0 for 9 from the three-point line. Right. Like, you got to be more aggressive. No Rudy Gobert. I just think he's real nonchalant. Like, yeah. he in here, he know he round one, pick one. I'm in the league. I'm balling. I'm going to get a max deal. I'm here. I'm here for the game. You know, but he got that heart. Yeah, I don't think it's a want to. Mm-hmm. Like, when Jimmy Butler was there, he said, they all more talented than me, but I just work harder than them. Right, and I'm, I shouldn't be better than Carl Anthony Towns. It was Andrew Wiggins at the time who was there with him. Yeah, and um, I think that thing just still shows. And I hope the Thunder go get it done because I think Shea Gilgis Alexander is uh, he ain't underrated because he's getting his respect now and everybody talking about him. So he's mm-hmm. rated right where he needs to be. But he's a blossoming star on this league. But yeah, I think definitely. that I, I've definitely taken the the Thunder. And I think the X factor though is Josh Giddy. I think Josh yeah. Giddy and Josh Giddy could, could could do that again. It's definitely gonna be a, a long day for him. If he go out there and, yeah, he matches him with another 30 points, it's going to be hard to stop them two boys because they both can pass out of their shot and they both long can get to the rim with ease. So it's like if, if those two boys get going in the backcourt, it's not two guards or two forwards that you're going to be able to put out there to stop them dudes. And think about this, but they're doing all this without Chet Holmgren. Right. So. And this kid's going to be bigger and stronger when he comes back because I'm guaranteeing you he in the weight room because he can't what was do his injury, though? He hurt his foot. So you can't do nothing but upper body. So I think that's what he's going to need a lot of anyway is everybody's strength to be able to bang with these guys, and the foot will heal in time. And I think he'll come back, and I thought they'd be a playing team with him. And, again, they told me, hush your mouth, we won't right. without him. But who you got? Thunders, Timberwolves, and who's your X-Factor? <coughs> First of all, is Gobert back? Um, it's a game-time decision, he said, because he actually hurt his back in the game. So he said he was going to potentially miss the Laker game anyway. Have they done any type of extra, like – Explanation on that if it's or it's just like he just threw the punch and that was that. They said they talked about it in the back. Cal Anderson came out uh before the playing game and said they talked about it and it was it was what it was. He was like, We both just wanted to win and you know it got hot. It is what it is. Like and then Rudy Gobert kinda said the same thing. They both apologized. And then Rudy had basically said in the same sentence, like, yeah, I got I had a back shortness. That's why I went to the back anyway after the situation because my back was tightening up. Right. So I probably wouldn't have played in the Laker game anyway. So he's a game-time decision for tonight. So that does play a big effect into it too. Okay, okay. Um, yeah, honestly, I, I would have to go with um, – who's that option? Minnesota who? Oklahoma City. Oklahoma. Yeah, I like OKC. Okay, mm-hmm. I like them uh, – uh, I really like S, uh, SGA. Uh, mm-hmm. he's, he's he's really a bucket. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I think the X factor will be a big, mm-hmm. any big, whichever one is the big that will step up. They need they big to have a big play on the on the boards yeah, and the big game on defense. Because if Carl come out aggressive, yeah, that could because Carl's the X factor. If he plays dominant, he could kill everything. But. Right. I, again, he doesn't do that, so they're going to let Ant-Man be aggressive, and if he have another off night, it's going to be, you feel me? See you later, Timberwolves. Right. But yeah, Bye. No, but Saturday. Saturday. The games begin. Yes, sir. And guess who's up first? Who My up Brooklyn first? Nets, man. Nets Sixers, dog. Where Brooklyn at? Where Brooklyn at? This, this one, this one. 
again, where you at with it? Uh, um, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm gonna be honest, man. I'm happy we made it to the playoffs. Okay. I enjoy to watch the growth of the players uh, learning new roles. Okay. Michael Bridges went from 17 points a game. Come on. To 27 Come points on. per game. So, again. Yeah. But playoffs is a different atmosphere. Okay. You got to be able to and – and one of our hiccups down the stretch was a lot of the games late. We was missing shots. We didn't know who to go to. Again, we know who it's supposed to be. All right. But I think it's still a team effort. Then when he became a better passer, this is going to be <laughs> a tough task, bro. Y'all know how I feel about Jordan <laughs> B. And listen, Nick Claxton going to play him tough as he can. Yeah. But he's six foot nine, yeah. six foot ten with his hoop shoes on. Yeah. 190 pounds mm-hmm. heaviest. Mm. Man, if yeah. if James Harden don't show up, that's your only chance. We got a chance. Yeah. Because then B will show up every night barring injury. There's nothing we're going to be able to do to stop that yeah. man. There's nothing nobody really can do to stop him. So if we can if we can neutralize James Harden and it just be our role players versus they or their role players, we got a chance. Because then B right. going to go get real number He'll 30, 33 plus in this For series. For sure. Uh, I had him. I had him in my fantasy basketball league. So you know what's going. Instant on. lock every game. So never took him out. Uh, <laughs> again, I'm as a Nets. I gotta say the Nets. Okay. Nets in seven. Okay. Nets in seven. And the X factor. Cam Thomas off the bench, man. He yeah. has to. We need him to be a consistent seventeen points or sixteen, seventeen points off the bench for us, and be a consistent spark. That way, if somebody in the starting lineup is off, he can, can keep keep the ship afloat. We got a lot of defenders. I, I ain't tripping off that. And I actually trust our coach right now. So, Nets, Nets in seven. And the X Factor is Cam Thomas. Nets in seven. Um, yeah, Philly's going to kill y'all. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I ain't going to lie to you, man. I ain't going to put it for a sweet. Uh, I, I, I don't think... Philly is going to uh, lose that series. I think uh, I think Philly in five. And, you know, I, I'm not going to say y'all going to get swept. I think y'all going to get, you know, get mm-hmm. one mm-hmm. Uh, at the very least. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, uh, an X-Factor, I think the X-Factor will be, it's going to be James Harden. I think James Harden is going to not be, the uh, playoff flop of pass, at least not yet. Um, I, get you. I get you. Yeah, I think he should be able to be effective, even if it is just, you know, like as a playmaker. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So uh, I think James Harden is definitely going to be the be the X Factor. Yeah. He's basically the X Factor for them the whole playoffs. Exactly. For real, for real. So for real. respect that. Yeah. Next up, Trey Young and uh-huh. then Atlanta Hawks. Trey Young, he made it. Boston Bean Town to take on Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown in the Boston Celtics. Mm-hmm. I ain't even gonna front. Boston in five. I'm, I'm gonna get Trey Young one. Trey Young got a 50, 40, 50 piece game any minute. Atlanta, he gonna he gonna he gonna get a forty pop, fifty pop in Atlanta. And Dejounte Murray could go out in that same game and get like twenty five. I could see him getting one. Okay. Gentleman sweep. Celtics in five. X factor for this is Malcolm Brogdon off the bench. I think he's gonna be a, a ooh, 
Malcolm Brogdon, Marcus Smart. Yeah, I'm gonna go with both yeah. of those guards. The what what they do defensively on Trey Young and yeah. the pressure they put on him on offense because he's gonna be guarded by them. And then when they're on offense, he's on defense. He's gonna guard them because they're the least threats. But they gotta right. put pressure on Trey Young gotcha. on both ends of the floor. I think that'll be the X factor. Celtics in five, and Boston move on. Yeah, I got Celtics with a sweep. <laughs> Celtics put that real sweep, not that gentleman sweep. Um, I don't see them being able to hang with them. Um, I think they are looking like one of the top te- top teams in the East. Yeah, definitely. I definitely think they are the team to be in the East, barring the seeding. I do think they are the team to be in the East as well. Um, the actual series, I think, that's going to be the most interesting um, independent on if one person plays, and that's this Knicks-Cavs series. I think this, in, as in, that's just speaking just on the East games alone, right. I think it has the, the chance to be very, very uh, uh, interesting. Uh, this Knicks-Cavs, if Julian Randles plays, and that's why I say that, because he got hurt like probably like a week before the playoffs started. Uh, so if he plays, which I'm like 80% sure he will, he's an Iron Man, right? I, he's, he's, a, he's a New York Nick for sure. So I definitely think he will play, but... I got Cavs and I got Cavs and six, and um, I think the the X factor is going to be Jared Allen, and it's going to be him controlling the paint against Julius Randle. You know what I'm saying? Him and Evan Mobley going you know be the guys to take on that challenge a lot. So I definitely think Jared Allen, who again hate that the Nets let him go, I miss him every time I see him right, play out time. there. But uh, yeah, I think he's going to be the X factor for this series. I think he controls the paint. And, um, you know, the Knicks are going to definitely uh, drive and attack. You already know Coach Thibodeau is going to definitely make them drive and attack. So I think Jared Allen will be the X factor. If he can control the paint and control the boards, uh, it helps them easy in transition. And Donovan Mitchell and Darius Garland in transition right now this season have been pretty damn good. So I'm going I'm going Cavs in six. I mean, uh, yep, Cavs in six. Okay, okay. Yeah. Yes, I am also going to go with the Cavs. I think Donovan Mitchell is on a hellbend to really just like slap Utah in the face. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So uh, I think he's on a mission. I think he's going to really. Uh, I think the Cavs could really make a splash in the East this season. So uh, I say Cavs in five. Mm. Mm. Like that there. And, um,. We're going to jump to the two Sunday games because we're going to obviously save of course, the 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 best game for last. Uh, and then, uh, on Sunday, we got Lakers-Grizzlies, which is another very, very fun series. I think it's going to be very, mm-hmm. very entertaining. You and uh, obviously, the, the Lakers, <laughs> they here. Yeah. Um. Obviously, you know, if you listen to the podcast, I'm a LeBron James fan. He's one of my favorite players of all time. This is going to be a very, very tough series. Um, I don't even know how to call it. I, like, the fan <laughs> in me want to say Lakers in, Lakers in six. Like, the fan in me want to say Lakers in six. And it's because of all the injuries that the Grizzlies got. They got, like, Steven Adams won't play. They lost Brian Clark earlier. So, you know, I think that's going to take an effect on them. But Jaron Jackson is, is is arguably a defensive player of the year candidate. Obviously, John Morant has something to prove not only to himself but to, you know, the NBA. Like, you know, you, we want you to be the face of the NBA. This is the time to show it. Um, and and it's, 
It's, this, this, you go ahead and go first. I'm going to let you <laughs> I'm like, go. I you really, uh, yeah, you know. I'm really torn on this one. So I'm, <laughs> I'm going to let you go. And who do you got? Lakers or Grizzlies in Grizzlies game one in Memphis. I yeah. have Memphis. Mm-hmm. Uh, is, I think Memphis is going to take the series. Uh, really just on the mindset like I feel about the Kings. It's just as far as like, you know, most teams that are playing this good don't just flop in the first round. I just feel like, you know, they had such a good season. I just can't see them just not being turnt and, yeah. like, you know, really balling out. And I just – Because they only probably really ain't the one seed because of the games job missed. Like, exactly. So, so, it's like I feel like it's like they've been doing their thing all season. So, it just nothing nothing leads me to believe that they're going to find a way to lose to LeBron. LeBron going to do his thing just like we said about him B. LeBron going to eat. But I feel like if – I find the X factor is gonna be KD. I mean, uh, AD being neutralized or him, you know, just not being AD. He could be the best player on the floor, or mm-hmm. he could be, you know, just there. So mm-hmm. I think uh, just like you said about Cat, as far as being aggressive, if 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 AD get the killing, like if he if it's with like a good one two of of, of mm-hmm. LeBron and AD giving you thirty plus, mm-hmm. that could be a long long mm-hmm. couple games. So mm-hmm. it's gonna be interesting. No, definitely, definitely. Um, and um, I'm gonna go Lakers, man. I'm gonna go Lakers in seven. I'm gonna go Lakers in seven. Lakers in seven. That's my final offer. Lakers in seven. And the X factor is like you said. I definitely think it. It. it it's got to be Anthony Davis. Him. Him and him and Jaren Jackson. Like Jaren Jackson ain't gonna back down. And I think the the, the, the one thing is Jaren Jackson gets in a lot of foul trouble. So I think if you can get him in early foul trouble in one of these first two games in Memphis and get one of these games uh, on the road, pressure is on. And I think I think they'll do that. And I really think it's going to be game one. I think AD's going to come out while he's as healthy as he's going to be. Right. It's as fresh as he's going right. to be because after this series, he's going to be wore out. Yeah. Because yeah, <laughs> Grizzlies going to beat gonna, him up. Yeah, yeah. They're going to beat him up. And they just signed King Lockton Jr. That big boy going crazy. Yeah, so they're going to they're gonna beat him up. Yeah. So I know this is as healthy as he's going to be. And I think this game... Game one, he got to go out there, be aggressive, get Jackson in foul trouble, and, and go out and dominate and put his imprint on this game early and, and, and get the Lakers to an early win game one. And I think the Lakers can win this in seven. All right. That's a, a wild that's a wild prediction, but we're going to see. We're going to see. Hey, that's why we're here. We're here. We're in the playoffs. Where we at? We're in the playoffs. In the playoffs. And uh, another game that's going to be a very interesting series if another player plays, is the Clippers and the Suns, man. And again, the if is Paul George, man. I think if Paul George plays with this team, I know, man. He's out there. If if he can come back at any point of this series, the Clippers got a chance. But without him, the Clippers are the deeper team. But between KD and Devin Booker, bro, I think they can average close to 35 each, bro. They is looking nasty together. Ain't like, they undefeated with KD when they when they all when when all of them play. Yeah. They 8-0. It ain't a lot, but it's still undefeated. Yeah. So, I definitely got the Suns in 6 cuz I definitely don't see Paul George playing. And depending on how crispy the Suns look, it could be the Suns in 5. And the X factor is DeAndre Ayton. Can they get him involved yeah. to where he Feels like he's wanted because this is him getting pushed down the lineup again. And like I said, I think he's going to be traded at the end of the year. But hey, the end of the year is the end of the year. Let's yeah. go push it and get a ring now. Yeah, so I think not? if they can keep him involved, yeah. it'll keep them active on the defensive end of the floor. Fact. And that's what they're going to need him at the most. 
So I think DeAndre Aiden is the X factor and how he can be used and involved in the game. But Suns and six. Suns and six. Um, I respect that. I respect that prediction. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say, yeah, Suns for sure. Um, Clippers is Clippers is they don't got it, man. Clippers Clippers is trash. Um, I'm going to say Suns is going to be five. Suns in five, and X probably going to be Chris Paul. Is Chris Paul going to be able to stay hungry, be able to show that he is ready? This is about as good of a team he's going to get. Win a championship. Go get it. Definitely got a chance. Definitely got a chance. <laughs> I ain't going to say no better chance, but this is going to be, as in the back end of your career, ain't no better chance than right, right now. Exactly. Agreed. And why you drove all the reason why you drove all the way from Sacramento to me, yeah. man, is why we here tomorrow. Like the beef. Five thirty PM, ladies and like gentlemen. The on ABC. Like the beef. For all eyes to watch. <laughs> the number six seed Golden State Warrior defending champs. Ooh. Gotta travel up the road to Sac Town. To face the number three, number three seated, yes, it led by Coach of the Year, uh huh, <laughs> and and two two All Stars, yes, sir, potential All NBA players. Come on, Sacramento Kings, ladies and gentlemen. The Sacramento Kings is back in the playoffs, and trust me, we're gonna act like we ain't never left. Stop playing with me. We are back, and it is time to feel the roar. You've been waiting to get that off, y'all. It's it's going to be a doozy. I, I hope y'all hear this because it's real. And it's real. He got on his Sacramento Kings shirts right now. It's real. Not and, playing no and game. And the minor top for when we talk later. Come on, but, I'm ready. I'm going to take off my shirt right now and show just have my tat out. Just so you know what time it is. And I'm, I'm going to go ahead and go first because I'm going to let you you bring it, bring, yeah, bring, ahead, it, bring, it bring it home and finish this up before we switch over to the NFL. So, again, man, obviously I've been talking about these teams all year and how up and down the Warriors, been and how consistent the Kings have been. And consistency is definitely the key. And um, I think this is going to be... This is going to be a, a very interesting series. And um, it's my show, so I do what I want. Yeah. And I ain't picking a winner. What? <laughs> what? But it's definitely going seven wow. games. <laughs> It's my show, that's and crazy. I can do what I want. So that's uh, crazy. I'm definitely not picking a winner, but it's definitely going seven games. And um, I gotta watch. I gotta watch some games, man. That's I gotta wild. see some games. Yeah, I, I, I know. I pulled that card. I, I saved it for All this right. moment because I right. had. I, I knew it. I knew it was either gonna be Kings. I mean, it was either gonna be this Warriors King series or it was gonna be Warriors Suns. And I knew one of those series was gonna. Yeah, <laughs> I knew I wasn't gonna be able to pick, and this and it came to this one, and I'm not right. picking, but it's going seven. But I got an X factor for each team, and okay. and 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 I'm, and I'm gonna go ahead, and I think the X factor for the Warriors, it's Draymond, because he's gonna guard Sabonis a lot. Looney will get in and get his reps, and and it'll be that, but it's gonna be Draymond a lot, and. Sabonis is going to try to punk Draymond. And obviously, it's easier said than done. Some people have had that success. Right. Because they have, not only is Sabonis a tough dude, he's skilled. Right, right. You're not just going out tough. 
Draymond. But right. if you add some skill to being tough, he can have some trouble with that. Right. So I think Dre has to he has to be able if he can neutralize Sabonis, I think the Warriors have a chance to win this series. And as far as the Sacramento Kings, I think the X factor, and it's gonna sound crazy, it's gonna be Harrison Barnes. And it, it it's going to be because he's been here before. He's going to have to be calm when get hectic. Sabonis will be there too as well. But, again, I think it's going to be fresh faces, new blood. A lot of, like, you feel me, playoff jitters will be there early, but they'll mm-hmm. settle. But you're going to have that guy who's been here who's won at the highest level. And I think he'll be the X factor for not only this opening game, but I think he'll be that for this series. And I think Harrison Barnes um, – can be the big reason why y'all go out and get this done for what he's going to be able to do on both ends of the floor. And I think he's going to get up for this. I think, again, he's played the Warriors a bunch of times since he's left, right. when he was on Dallas and since he's been in sack. But he ain't played the Warriors in a moment like this. Right, right. Now you go show your worth, sir. Now you go out there. And Andrew Wiggins will be there. He's yeah. He's been cleared to play. He will yes, play he game, he one. Will be game one. Game one, yep. Off the bench, like, 16 minutes, they said. Yeah, yeah, because you got to take your time with it. He's missed a lot of hoop, 31-plus games. So, that's a lot of time to get your get your win back. But Harrison Barnes, bro. Keep, hey. the, keep the team calm and, and, and rally the ships when they get rocky. And I think y'all got the coach and the players to go get it. Yeah, I actually uh, I actually like that pick for Harrison Barnes. Um, that wasn't who I was going to go with. Uh, that's I, why I, I saved the floor for you. Yeah, yeah I kind of had a couple of people in mind, but start from the top. Uh, I'm gonna keep it real, man. I think the Kings are gonna win in six. Mm-hmm. I am committed to that. Mm-hmm. If I had some money, I put some money down on that. Kings in six, and I'm gonna tell you why. Okay. At the end of the day, you don't have a number one offense for no reason. You don't have. Uh, the number one clutch player for no reason. You don't have top shooters for no reason. And these people are going to come in and do what they got to do. You know, everybody want to sleep on the Kings, and I understand it. We ain't been here in a minute. I get it. But trust and believe, just like when the Warriors made their splash, when the Memphis made their splash, everybody got to get in here eventually. And we're not going to take this for granted and sit here and just flounder it and not play no good basketball. We are a disciplined team. We are cultured, despite whatever it was the last 17 season. All that shit is dead. This is a new era. This is a new time. And trust and believe, the Kings ain't going nowhere. I don't care how many championships the Warriors got. I don't care how many goddamn records Curry or Clay got or any of that stuff. At the end of the day, they've been playing on and off all season. They've been inconsistent all season. Defense is down. Um... And at the end of the day, the, your history don't have nothing to do with your present. So do it again. Just like you said. Uh, Draymond got that shirt talking about, uh, y'all better not let us win again. We not. <laughs> don't worry. Don't worry. Because every, every dynasty comes to an end, man. And I'm seeing a lot of gray on Draymond. I'm seeing a lot of long on the tooth on these guys. They closer to the back end of this prime. I get y'all confidence, but don't be shocked when we lighten them beans and your team can't hear nothing from the cowbells in their ear for the four, for 48 minutes. Because you think y'all going to be trying to take over the uh, Golden One Center? It's not happening. 
We're going to be loud and proud. You're going to hear nothing. And the whole playoff thing, we've been literally playoff atmosphere 80% of this season. Most of y'all ain't been to a game. Every win, every man, we've been lit. It's been playoffs since we've been 500. Trust me, we've been hungry for this. And Mike Brown, coach of the year, was a perfect coach for us. And he installed the winning culture that we needed. And now everybody who's been sleeping on Mike Brown, trying to give everybody else his credit, oh, he had um, uh, he, he, he had LeBron in Cleveland. Oh, he was over there with the Warriors. They was already said. Now he had a trash, dysfunctional clown franchise and broke the street. Number three seed, coach of the year. What you going to say now? My money back, yo, like, stop playing with me. Like, y'all going to have to put some respect on my guy's name, especially D-Fox. Y'all been disrespecting him ever since he's been in the league. Like, he ain't been getting better and better every year. Finally got his first All-Star. Y'all already ready to clown, I mean, uh, uh, crown everybody else. It's our time. So get ready to crown the Kings. We're going to win this series. And the X Factor is going to be Monk off the bench, six man a year candidate. He's going to be the X Factor. And you heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. I ain't got nothing else to say after that. We're going to let that sizzle. We're going to take a break, come back. We're going to talk NFL. We're going to break down NFC and AFC West draft needs. And we're going to do our thing, man. We're going to get up out of here. But we're going to return after these messages to bring the Will Podcast with the squad. Yo, 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 welcome back to the Bringing the Wood podcast. Y'all know what it is. It's your boy, D-Wood. My boy, Armando, had to get up out of here. He just came to bless us with the, with the, you feel me, the triplets and diblets to get us through this episode, man. So shout out to Mondo, man, for doing what he do best. When we get live, you'll be able to really see what he's prescribing for the squad. So he, Coach D-Lo is still in the building, and we switching it up. We on NFL now. Y'all know if y'all been tapped in, I've been doing uh, teams draft needs for the last two weeks. And we on the last, we on the last of the roundup, and it's the NFC, and AFC South, I mean uh, West. My apologies, and uh, we gonna get straight to it. Uh, Coach D'Lo still here, and uh, he gonna rock with me as we go through this again, man. NFC and AFC West draft needs. We gonna start with the AFC though. We gonna start at the AFC. I told you alphabetical order, straight to it. We going straight with the Denver Broncos. Obviously, the Denver Broncos traded down there all their picks. Mm-hmm. to get Russell Wilson in the trade. Okay. Um, but they end up scooping up a third-round pick from Indy. So they got two-thirds, a fourth, a fifth, and a sixth. Okay. Now, uh, obviously, you still gonna make, you still want to make some things work. So um, I think they need defensive line help. They can use a tight end, and they let Kareem Jackson walk. So I definitely think they can use a strong safety. I think with one of their picks in the third round, they definitely got to go safety. And they can go with Antonio Johnson from Texas A&M, Jair Brown, who's my favorite safety out of Penn State, uh, Jordan Battle out of Alabama, or maybe even Sidney Brown out of Illinois, and that's the the twin of the running back Chase Brown out of Illinois. And I think those dudes are some very talented players. Um, I definitely think they're going to want to go with more of an in-the-box player or more of a thumper because they already got uh, Simmons uh, back there playing uh, free safety, who they played already back there. And then they let Kareem Jackson walk, who was their strong safety, did a little bit of covering. So either they could go with, I would say, Battle, uh, Jordan Battle from Alabama, because he, he plays in the box really well. He, play, he showed he can play in the box. I think he, he does it well. Um, or even Antonio Johnson from Texas A&M, I think one of those dudes will fare well over there uh, in, that, in that defense. Again, getting to play in the box, cover some tight ends. Uh, do some different things like that. 
And um, as far as tight ends, again, the list is long. I told y'all this is a tight end field draft. They had their pick of the litter. They traded Noah Fant in the Russell Wilson trade, so right. they lost their tight end. Uh, they still got uh, at Wild, at uh, Albert O. I don't want to disrespect his last name, but they still got Albert O, who's a solid guy. But I think you can bring in on the third round tight end as well to help Absolutely. out in that passing core. Uh, we talked about Tucker Croft yeah. out of South Dakota State. I think if he's available in the third round, and again, their picks are back to back in the third round, 67 and 68. So you could potentially walk away with two Jeez. starters in the third round. I think right. Jordan Battle out of Alabama is going to be in there in the third round. I think he can come in and be in the box safety for a team right away, playing a lot of sub package. And if you can get him, and then you can get Tucker Croft in the third round, and he can come out and be your second tight end with Albert O. I think you help out Russell Wilson tremendously. Sean Payton gets two tight ends. Now he's got he's added a bunch of offensive linemen already, and I think this would be just tremendous. I think that would be a, a tremendous lift to uh, the Broncos and what they got going, even with the late round picks. Uh, absolutely, Broncos are gonna definitely have to make some moves. Um, they made a big splash in the last offseason with the Russell trade, and now um, they got to deliver with this. Um, so I think they need to definitely make sure that they. Uh, invest in their in their uh, uh, protect their investment by giving Russell some help. I don't want them to necessarily take the Pete Carroll, you know, play sheet, but you, you need to give Russell a Russell friendly offense. Mm-hmm. Um, and when he was best, he had a good tight end. He had a great running back, um, mm-hmm. and he had playmakers. So uh, I think they should definitely go tight end with their early pick. And uh, I like also I I actually like Croft. As well, mm-hmm. craft as well. I mean, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I definitely think he could he could help them out. So I definitely think strong safety, tight end, and if they can get them a, a, a defensive lineman, doesn't matter if it's edge or interior help. I think that that will be tremendous, and it will be some good players to help them out in the draft. Obviously, they still would love to get some more picks that could come with either trading Jerry Judy or Cameron Sutton. Obviously, they came out and said they're not trading them, but again, it's this line season, season. <laughs> so. <laughs> anything is possible until the draft is over. They can miss around it. Anything is possible. So don't listen to none of these coaches is uh, telling y'all. But again, Broncos, if they can get Jordan Battle and and, and Tucker Craft, I think that would be a good pick. Or even another even another tight end. It's a, a handful of tight end they can go after. Right, um, the cat from Old Dominion could be around in the third round as well. I think Got Musgrave. Oh, yeah, left Luke Musgraves as well um, out of Oregon State. I think it's going to be a tremendous talent. So again, they hit with those third round picks and walk away with two potential uh, ro- uh, early role players. Right. That'd be a big win. Uh, how do you feel about their running back situation? They, uh, you think they're good there? You think they should invest a little more? Um, I think they went, yeah. That's why they signed some IJP Ryan from oh, the yeah, Bengals Ryan, to yeah. help with that receiving role and run a little bit while they let Javante Williams get back healthy, recover from the injury from last season. So I think that that'll help out a lot. I think Samaj J.P. Ryan showed his worth for what he did on the Bengals last year and rose when Joe Mixon either got hurt or just kind of wasn't in the groove. Absolutely. P. Ryan did his thing last season. Um, As just a casual fan, you know, I'm I'm, I'm a fan that really just watched my team for the most part. But uh, P. Ryan uh, still caught my eyes a couple times this past season, so he, he definitely bought out. So, yeah, I definitely think, yeah, and that's, and that's one of the people they picked up. And that's why they went tried to be as, as aggressive as they could in free agency because they knew that they weren't going to have a lot of picks in the draft. Right. So that's why they went out and signed McGlinchey, signed Powers. Uh, again, signed all these guys to, you know, fortify what they were going to miss out in the draft. But if you can come up on the tight end and the strong safety, which those positions are deep in the later rounds of good players in, 
you could be all right. Absolutely. Next, we're going to go to the defending champs, man, Kansas City. And as crazy as it sounds, these fools is loaded with draft picks, man. And, and, and they're a good organization. And it, 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 this is what the yeah. good organizations do. You could relate. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, they got round one pick 31. Obviously, they don't have 32 because the Dolphins lost their pick. So they actually get a they, – they move up in the draft. They get a plus. They get a, they get, get a, actually a, a player better. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. They get an extra chance. Crazy. So I think that's pretty pretty cool. Second round pick, 63. Third round, uh, 95. Two fourth round picks, a fifth, two six, and two sevens. So again, that loaded in the draft. You already know Big Red's going to parlay some of these and move up in the draft in the later rounds to get some, some guys that he can develop. Um, and for Kansas City, uh, positions of need, edge rusher. They let Frank Clark go. I yeah. think they're going to need somebody to replace him. I think they definitely want to go um, young. Tight end, I still think they need somebody behind uh, Kelsey. He's not getting no younger. Father Time is undefeated. And I like Blake Bell. I think he's a solid tight end, but he ain't finna take over and help this offense move along like that. And I also think they can go running back. They still got uh, Pacheco, who went crazy. Clyde Edwards-Alaire, they were trying to trade him last season. Yeah, I think, that, I, I think they uh, cut him or, or they get ready to cut him. So <laughs> that means only Pacheco's on the roster because they didn't sign back McKinnon. Yeah. So I think running back is somewhere they can go. And obviously, this is a deep running back draft. So there's, they can definitely get a running back in the later rounds. I got a couple guys that uh, would fit the build of the receiving back that they would love to have to fit their scheme. But again, um, in the first round at 31, I think Dalton Kincaid and Michael Meyer will be gone by 31. But if some way they were to fall, you would take one of them. So I'm saying they'll be gone. So mm-hmm. I'm going to say... They go edge rusher, and they could either go with Will McDonald, the the fifth out of Iowa State, who I think will be there, or they could go with uh uh Felix Felix uh I always slay his last name Felix Uzama out of Kansas State, the defensive end who end up running a four four nine at the combine and showed tremendous balance and burst. So I think uh, I think they'll go with edge at the first round because you got to have pressure. You know you're gonna have. Jones coming up the middle, and George Karloffis will take another step in the right direction next season. So you need somebody on that other end. They did sign Charles Amenahue, uh from the Rams. Or, or is that from the Niners? Niners. From the Niners, my apologies. I knew yeah. y'all the difference. But signed him from the Niners. Solid player, so he will help. Definitely. But you can't have too many pass rushers. So I think they'll take – Absolutely not. I think they'll go uh, uh, defensive end with the first round. In the second round, I think they could go, they could go with tight end in the second round. And uh, if Darnell Washington is there, maybe they trade up and try to get him. I think he's going to be there. But um, I I don't know if they – I think they're going to want to go with somebody who's a little bit more ready-made athletically. So, again, like a Luke Musgrave out of Oregon State, who's a really good uh, run-after-catch guy, I think he could do some real good things in their uh, uh, defense offense as well. Yeah, absolutely, man. This, this, this draft is loaded at every position. So, mm-hmm. um, as long as these scouts – Doing their job, these GMs doing their job. Um, I can definitely see them getting a great player uh, to continue to keep Kansas City going. Mm-hmm. And, and and if they wanted to feel fancy, 
They could take a running back in the first round. I don't know if they want to do that because they did it with Clyde Edwards as a layer, and it kind of looked like it's a bad thing, so I don't think they would want to. But I think Jameer Gibbs could be there, and he would be an impact player immediate for them as a yeah. receiving back out the backfield. He would be a matchup nightmare. Yeah, he's looking, he's looking like a like <coughs> Kamara out here. Yeah, like see, Sanders, and I think he's, he's faster. I, I, yeah. I call him more of Reggie Bush. Ooh, you know what I'm saying? Like he, 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 he averaged, real smooth. Yeah, like, he's he looking like a good mix of both of them. Yeah, he's a really good running back, and I think he can help them out a lot. I don't know if they want to risk another first round pick on a running back though. So that's why I think they can wait. They can go with my guy Ty J Spears out of Tulane, get him in the second okay. and third round as well. Um, I think that could work out. They could also take a strong safety, uh, Juan Thornhill. I mean, a safety because Juan Thornhill uh, is gone. They could take J- Jalen Brown uh, or uh, Helms out of Alabama. Or Byron uh, Brian Branch out of Alabama, let him play their free safety. I think he could be here at the back end of the first round. So, a couple picks they could take, but uh, definitely um, some good moves. And again, they got a bunch of fourth and fifth round picks. So I think they'll move up. Okay, okay. Yeah, so, it, you know, you know, it's gonna get funky around draft night. So. so definitely tight end, edge, running back. But I think they're gonna take an edge in the first round. And I'm thinking if, if Will McDonald's available, Miles Murphy, Lucas Van Ness, um. Uh, um, Andre it, Carter the second. Mm-hmm. Andre out of uh, Army. Yeah, he could be a, a late round first push. Definitely. So I definitely think they could go with that in the first round. Second round, get them a tight end and get them a running back in the third. Next, we're going to go to the Raiders. The Raiders. The Raiders were active in the offseason. Very active. Very, very active in the offseason. Signed a lot of free agents, made a lot of moves, made trades. I know my Raider fans, y'all are tripping right now. It's good. Y'all got porn star Jimmy, baby. Y'all got y'all got a lot of talent on the team. Y'all added a lot of players. It's going to be the second year in the regime. He brought a lot of players that fit what he wants to do. I think Jacoby Myers is going to be really big over there for them. He's going to help out a lot. And I got the Raiders. I got them needing cornerback, defensive tackle, and they can go with a linebacker. And I think first round at pick seven, they got pick seven. In the Ooh, second round, they got 38. And in the third round, they got pick 70. They also got pick 100 in the third round from Kansas City. So they got four picks in the top 100. So what that means is if they do this right, they can walk away with four starters, ladies and gentlemen, uh, if y'all understand how draft work. They can walk away with four starting caliber players. And that's the type of, these are the type of drafts you got to win when you're right. just taking over as a GM and a head coach. These are the drafts you have to win. And again, uh, cornerback, defensive tackle, linebacker. And I think at pick seven, cornerback or D-tackle is is prime. And with all the quarterbacks going to be, I already said, I think the quarterbacks are going to go in the top five, all four of them. Yeah. And with the way they talk about Hendon Hooker, he could mess around and be in the top ten. So that's going to move back a lot of defensive players, which is what the Raiders need. So I will say this. If Jalen Carter out of Georgia, who was projected to be the number one player in this draft, Jeez. barring his incident, Mm-hmm. Where two people died and he was around. If they, if he slips past Seattle at five, well, I'll get into that when they uh-huh. take pick come because we're talking about the West, or an or the Lions at six. If Jalen Carter is available to the Raiders at seven, I want to say run it in. But my only regret is that they in Vegas. Do you want a kid with character issues in Vegas? Mm-hmm. So I want to say Vegas run in Jalen Carter. He gonna be all right. But the character issues have been there since he got there. So that's the scary thing. So I really think they should either go with Christian Gonzalez or Devin Witherspoon at cornerback and solidify a position of need that they they don't have. They had to change this up. Carson was getting... Oh, sorry. 
They definitely need a, a cornerback right. for sure. I, I, so I, I, Jalen Carter, like I said, if they feel like they got the right people in the building, the right veteran players around right. to keep them on the up and up, then you don't pass on Jalen Carter. He's the best player in the draft, offense or defense. You don't pass up on a player like that. Right. But if you feel like character issues could be exploited in Vegas, which is all the possibility. Very, very good. You go get a player with good character ish, character character flawless, and you go ahead, and, and they're still plug-and-play player. And Christian Gonzalez or Devin Witherspoon, either the corner from Oregon or the corner out of Illinois. I think you get either one of those corners, and you are okay. And I think they'll yeah. go with them in the first round. I think that's what they should go with. That's my choice, personally, is go with the cornerback. Come back in the second round, and if they can get Mozzie Smith, the defensive tackle, out of Michigan in the second round with their early second round pick, I think that's a win for them. That's a big guy, physical, yes. people mover, heavy hand. Absolutely. I think he can help them guys heavy uh, in the run game because they need some run stoppers. And then in the third round, they can come back and get linebacker Jack Campbell out of Iowa. I think he'll be available. Okay. Stud, plug-and-play linebacker, uh-huh. sideline to sideline. Iowa players just somehow, just, they just know what they're doing in the NFL. And um, I think he can be... A sturdy, sturdy pickup for the Raiders. I definitely think he could uh, be be a good pickup, Jack absolutely, Campbell. Absolutely, absolutely. Like they have a chance right now to really fix their biggest problem, and that's defense. That's had been y'all biggest Achilles heel. So why not go deep as your first three picks? Why not get corner? Y'all been getting burnt all all decade. Why not get a D tackle? Cause y'all been getting gas at the middle all decade. Why not get a linebacker that can cover? And do what you got to do. So, you know, the, 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 the Raiders have a chance to not mess this up. Definitely. You know, so with the new regime, uh, Raider fans, have faith. You know, have faith in what he's doing. And um, just trust the process. No, no, definitely. Definitely. So, definitely go cornerback Christian Gonzalez. I'm going to go Christian Gonzalez. I think they're going to want a little bit more of a bigger corner. He's about 6'1", 6'2". Uh <laughs> Even though Witherspoon's the more physical corner, more more better in press man, but Gonzalez can play press man. He can play off. He plays on. He's real fluid. Good ball skills. So I think they'll go with Gonzalez because he's the taller corner. Yeah. Good fit. You take him. Get Mozzie Smith in the second round. And then in the third round, come back, get Jack Campbell or even Henry To'o To'o out of Alabama, a nice general leader of men to play your middle linebacker and demand respect. Right. You know what I'm saying? You get your play like that, and now you're building something to, uh, you know, building something to work on to. And then even in the fourth round, for my, because I know they still want a quarterback. If in the fourth round, y'all can get DTR out of UCLA, Dorian right. Thompson-Robertson, yeah. to play in that West Coast rollout Man. offense. Quick release. He played in Chips Kelly's system. That's quick trigger offense. He started in 50, over 50 games oh, yeah. as, a, as, a, as a college football player. If y'all can get him in the fourth or fifth round, Raider fans, let him sit behind Jimmy, groom for a season or two. I'm telling y'all, I think, I think Dorian, Tom, Dorian Thompson-Robertson can be a, a very good football player in this NFL in the right hands. And if not him, y'all could go with my boy Jaron Hall out of BYU as well. I think okay, he's a really good quarterback. A tremendous upside. Uh, only threw five turnovers in t- two years as a starter. Uh, yeah. Tremendous, tremendous ball protection. Great arm talent, and did it with nobody out there at BYU. Even though BYU might have a wide receiver going in the late rounds, uh, Josh Puka uh, probably could be a six, seven round pick who was a pretty good wide receiver as well. But right. yeah, I, I think they definitely could, could could get a late round quarterback to, to Mo. So 
Y'all sleep on that one, two Raider fans. And we'll finish up uh, with the Chargers. Um, man. <laughs> they had a crazy offseason as well. They had a crazy offseason. <laughs> they had a crazy year, man. man. Um, just the the way the playoff game ended, we thought Staley was going to get fired. They just fired the coordinator. They brought in Kellen Moore, off ex-offensive coordinator from the uh, Cowboys. We're going to see what they're going to do, man. Um, they got picked 21 in the first round, 54 in the second round, and uh, 85 in the third round. And um, I got their needs. Wide receiver, tight end, and defensive tackle. And I think uh, first round, they could go – I think they should go defensive tackle. I think that's more their need. I think wide receivers, it'll be a, a plethora of they can get later. And I think tight ends again. Y'all know I've been saying it's deep tight end drafts. I think get them later. I think in the first round, they can go with Keon White. The You just call him a defensive lineman. He played DN and D-tackle uh, out of Georgia Tech. Big physical kid. Um, and he transferred in from – Old Dominion, I want to say Old Dominion. He was at Old Dominion for two years, dominated there, and then transferred to Georgia Tech the last two years and dominated as well. And I think if they can get him in the back end of this first round to help with that interior, to help with the pass rush of Bosa and Khalil Mack coming off the edge, now you got some interior pressure coming. You got Eric Kendricks, who you just signed because you lost Drew Drew Tranquil. I think that could be a big pickup. I think they need a defensive tackle. You established that, and that could be a good one. In the second round, if they can get Josh Downs out of uh, North Carolina, deep threat wide receiver. He a boy. Mm -hmm. He a boy. I think he uh I think he could he could be a good playmaker for him. And then maybe even in the third round come back and get you a tight end. And again, the tight end list is deep, so grab a tight end. I think that'd be be beautiful for the Chargers. And that could be a solid little draft. Yeah, Chargers um running back I mean the wide receivers aren't getting any younger, so it, it it's about that time to invest some more draft capital. Um, mm-hmm. Michael Williams unfortunately has been injury prone mm-hmm. this whole time. So Talk about it. You know, it's it's it's, it's time to invest. That should be the first uh-huh. That should definitely be the first draft pick. Should be a wide receiver. They could go receiver. And I really like the young guy out of... They could definitely take a wide receiver, definitely. Flowers. Say Flowers out of Boston College. Yeah, I definitely think he could be nice. Nice deep threat. And if not him, maybe even Jalen Hyatt out of Tennessee. Another burner deep threat to go with two guys who... Work the middle of the field. Obviously, Mike Williams is a 50-50 ball guy. Kenan Allen's the route runner. But, again, up in age and injury prone. But go get you a deep threat that, that Justin Herbert can really show off that rocket arm with. I definitely think that would be a good pickup as well. So, defensive tackle or wide receiver with the first-round pick. I'm even liking the way you said wide receiver. I might even switch it over and say they might should go wide receiver first, especially if one's available. I think that could work. Zay, Zay Flowers, yeah, I think he might go a little bit higher uh, than 21. But if he's there... Zay Flowers, definitely. If they want a little bit taller, you take Jalen Hyatt. But, man, yeah, Zay, Zay Flowers is a burner, and I think he has a potential talent. But, um, yeah, that's the that's the NFC. I mean, that's the AFC West right there. We finna get right into the NFC West, man. Uh, the Arizona Cardinals, they got the hottest They got the hottest pick in the street right now. Yeah. They got the hottest pick in the street. Pick Who won it? <laughs> right. Who so, won it? So, obviously, you, you think they would potentially trade down because – that just means more defensive players are going to be falling to, down the board because all the quarterbacks are going to get drafted. Right. So, again, I think they will trade out. But, again, in this scenario, I have them staying here because I told you all I ain't moving nobody. Okay. So, I'm having them staying here at pick three. And I got they draft needs as edge rusher, uh-huh. offensive line, and also cornerback. Uh-huh. And I think they need to get pressure on the quarterback first. Yeah. So, I'm def- they lost J.J. Watt. 
They also lost their other defense in Zach Allen in fairness, so you definitely need to establish that. So yeah. for sure, Tyree Wilson or Will Anderson Jr. Tyree Wilson out of Texas Tech. Mm-hmm. Ooh, excuse me. Will Anderson out of Alabama. You get one of them dudes at pick three, you plug them in, and then you're starting defense in, and they will be a protective player for the next 10, 15 years of your career. And, and that's what you need in your life, and you're not going with nothing else. I'm not even going to say they're going anywhere else, y'all. So that's, that's what we're going to do for that. And that's then it. in the second round, that's when you can kind of read the board and see what's going on. Right. See where the O-line at. See where, where the cornerbacks is at. If a, if a DJ Turner out of Michigan is there, um, I think he could be a solid player. Uh, uh, I think ran the fast 40 time. They play a lot of man in Arizona, so he's a good man corner. He can do his thing down there. I think he would be a very good pick for them as well. Um, uh, another corner is uh, Cam Smith out of South Carolina. I think he's also a very good corner as well. I think that's another guy that they could use in the second round. I think those dudes would definitely help out because they lost Byron Murphy, and that was their best corner. So you definitely got to replace him, and you want to replace him with somebody who – can come in and learn on the fly and still be productive. So I fought the corner Witherspoon as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Devin Witherspoon. If they want to take him at three, they can get spicy. I don't know. He ain't gonna be available in the second round, but they definitely need a corner bad. They need yeah. a corner that bad too. But I think if they trade down, then okay. yeah, you trade down, okay. gain some more picks, and that could be a possibility. But just stand like this. Thing, man. Them, them third, them, them number three picks, man. I know you. You. You just got to think about that third round pick. Man, the number three pick in the draft. So I got that PS. <laughs> I got that PSD. Uh-huh. <laughs> so no, I definitely think I definitely think Will Anderson or, or or Tyree Wilson in the first round definitely come back in the second round and get a corner, uh, anywhere the corner is available, and then in the third round get them an offensive lineman, uh, maybe even like an Andrew Voorhees out of uh, out of USC or uh, the tackle. Uh, What's his name? Uh, we were talk- mispronouncing his name earlier before we started talking. Oh, out of Syracuse. We were yeah. talking about him earlier. The tackle, but um, yeah, no, nah, I definitely uh, think they got to address the offensive line because obviously you want to protect Kyler Murray when he does come back, or whoever the quarterback is. The quarterback in the meantime, in between time, and definitely if they trade D Hop, they can still use another wide receiver. But that's they have D Hop, so I'm sticking with that right now. It was. Matthew Bergeron. Yeah, it is Matthew Bergeron out of Syracuse. That's the tackle. So you can get him in the third round as well. And I think that would be a different win for the Arizona Cardinals. And they got two third round picks. So, you know what I'm saying? At 36 and 96. So, and it's, like, yeah, that's it's, they can they can they can definitely win in the draft if they do it correctly. Yeah. Uh, and then we go into the Los Angeles Rams, obviously. Uh, they had a, I mean, you know, they won a Super Bowl a year or two ago, yeah. so you ain't hating. Uh-huh. They just had a terrible season this yeah, year. I don't know. I don't Stafford know was happened. beat down. Aaron Donald was just on the team for the check. Bruh, I'm like, I'm like, what? I'm Ramsey like, what was happened? just out there running around, I'm running like, into people. He was still running into people at the Pro Bowl. Like, I'm like, what? What is like? What happened? Right. And you know, wild. they might have been f them picks, but. They got hella picks. None in the first round. Right. But they, they got, got hella the, picks. So they was yelling after picks, right. but they just meant them picks. Early ones. Yeah, 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 yeah. Freaking hitting late. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They got a second round. That's 36. They got okay. two thirds, 69 and 77. Okay. Three fifths, three six, and oh, two sevens. Oh, okay. So, yeah. They, oh, they okay. ish. McVay and them, man, they tried. McVay and right. Les Miles, I mean, and Les, uh, uh, Les Snead tried to play us, but no, no, no. They, yeah, they, yeah. they, they, they in there. 
And um, obviously, they need a corner. Mm-hmm. You trade Jalen Ramsey. Uh, you let the Williams cat walk last year to the Jags. So, a corner spot is definitely available. So, in the second round, that corner, I definitely think they can take uh, a, a myriad of players at corner. Obviously, offensive line, because your quarterback is not mobile. So, I definitely yeah. think you can go offensive line. And I definitely think you can go edge rusher. They let Leonard Floyd walk. So, they, they need somebody to go out there and rush the passer. Yeah. Because Aaron Donald can't do it alone, and he don't even really want to be there. He's there for the check. That check nice, and, and it's been well. I definitely think Harrison kid out of Ohio State. Yeah. That'd be a good pick for yeah, him, too. Yeah, Zach Harrison. Yeah, late-round pick, third round. I think you can see him in the third round. I think he can come in and be a, a, a pass rusher early yeah. at, at, as a rookie and then develop and be and be a tremendous player. Ohio State always usually has some pretty good defense alignment. No matter what round they go in, they usually come out and be pretty productive. I mean, I know you're going to. Tooch Ohio State player, so you're gonna throw him out there oh, this time. <laughs> you see how he threw the Ohio State no, player out there. Yeah, no, 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 but yeah, I definitely think this is gonna be a, a, a interesting draft for the rounds. I want to see how they move around the board, see if they try to move into the first round, see if they try to get into the I back end of the like first. They, they got enough firepower, you know, see if they can get into the back end of the first and see. But again, uh, tight end, corner, defensive end. In the offensive lineman, you dress those positions, um, you and they can they can uh, I ain't gonna say contend for a title, but they can get the team back together and be competitive, and you know anything's possible on any given Sunday. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Seattle Seahawks, after Pete Carroll told us they was gonna win <laughs> ten games, we didn't listen. Yeah, and I say we because I was one of them people who didn't listen either. Right, right. I knew they were going to be competitive. Because Pete is Pete. I'm never going to knock his coaching. I expected them to win at least six games, seven games, for sure. Pete said, we're going to win six games. We're going to be fine. We got it. And did it. Bruh. And then then, then, double down and trade emotion away. Like, we got it. We're good. We need all them picks. Come on. Because we're going to win and be so good. And everybody we trade away going. Now, bruh, they got pick five, bruh. Because of the trade with the Broncos. They I'm said, like, how did that be? I'm like. Because of the trade with the Broncos for bruh. Russ. It's, it's Pete the guru. So not only do they got round one pick five, they got their own pick, round one pick 20. And they also still got the fifth pick in the second round, pick 37. Wow. And pick 52 in the second round. They got a third, 83. They got five picks in the top, not 100, in the top 85. Jeez. Pete Carroll. You talking about potential starters for other guys? Ain't no way you don't hit on least. Four of them and guys. we talking Pete. So listen, Pete drafting this. We know like it's certain things dudes gonna do. Pete gonna hit on some late round dudes. Yeah, Niners. They gonna hit on late round players. So when you see a team like this stacked with seconds and thirds and fifths, that's what make you nervous because you like now they got ammunition to play with. And again, that pick five is 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 so live right now and. Um, I got they. I got they. Uh, they need defensive line. They can take anywhere on the D line, wide receiver, and I think interior offensive line. So, um, at pick five, again, Seattle is a place where they get people right. If, yeah. Again, and this is why I don't think he will be there for the Raiders at seven. But I, that's why I think they're going to go with the corner anyway. Because I think the Seahawks yeah. could take Jalen Carter at five and have a stud at defensive tackle with the young players that he took last year who blew up in the draft, plus the players he already had before then. Mm-hmm. Or they shocked the draft and they take one of the quarterbacks, if they're available. Right. I, I was like, 
if the quarterbacks don't go one, two, three, four. I feel like if they get a quarterback, it could be at twenty. The developmental. It could be at twenty. If they wanted to get one, yeah. Gino only Gino deal is only really good for the first year. Yeah. And they gave him the guaranteed money up front to look out for him. Like, hey, you looked out for us and did this. Here's a fully guaranteed money for you. This full year's first year is guaranteed. And then after this. And that's why they told him we might take a quarterback if it fall if one of the quarterbacks we like though. But it's again, they don't like all the quarterbacks. No right. team out there likes all four quarterbacks. All right. And no team all like the same quarterbacks. So you let that sink in. No team like all four quarterbacks. And no team really likes the same quarterbacks. Right. So it, it's a, it's a crapshoot at who they could want at five. So I think they're going to go with a defensive player. And they're going to go with, the, with, with somebody that can make plays. And, again, if Jalen Carter's there, again, Will Anderson, Tyree Wilson, you can't miss. They have to go defensive line. They think they, I think defensive line is going to be a great pickup for them. I think he'll be um, tremendous for them. I definitely think that's that's the way they should go with defensive line. And then if they wanted to go uh, wide receiver, I think in the second round, they could go with uh, DJ Reed out of Michigan State. He can come in and play a little slot and a little outside. He can kind of do what, Ty, what Tyler Lockett does. Not as fast, right. but he's a good route runner. That's why I think he can come in and play a lot of slot because DK is still there to take the top off. And Tyler Lockett can still take the top off. So right. you go ahead and get to a nice slot receiver like DJ Reed and let him mm-hmm. come in and play. And I think he can do wonders for you as well in the second in the second round. I think that could be a good player. He might even be around in the third. I think Seattle's going to kill the draft. I think they, you know, these guys are, this is what Pete do, man. Pete do Pete things. Uh, and, and, again, if they can get Esteban Alave out of TCU <laughs> yeah. to come in and play offensive guard, to go with the two rookie tackles they had last year who right. made the Pro Bowl, man, Pete Carroll out there doing what he We're doing, gonna man. We're going to have some trouble, huh? We're going to have some trouble, huh? Potentially. <laughs> Pete, Pete, Pete yeah. got a chance to get y'all trouble, man. you seen it last year. Yeah, like, it's, sure. it's definitely there. They and if they work. do it correctly, they could, they could be, yeah, yeah. Y'all could be they set for another – it, we could have thought it was finna go away, and y'all could be cranking it up for another 10 years. Man. But, yeah, I think they're going to have a great chance at the draft. But, again, why you traveled all the way from SAC to come <laughs> here, man? You already know. You got your little you got your little late brown draft board with you and everything here all brought. He he went through and checked it out. He got the, he got all the Niners draft picks that he's ready. Because, um, again, the Niners don't got no picks in the first two rounds. Mm. But what the Niners know how to do is finesse the game. They got one, six, seven, my apology. Yes. Seven mm. conditional picks. That means they was free. They got free yeah. picks from free. people poaching coaches and GMs, and that's that uh that player initiative with players of uh, of ethnicity, mean player players of color, of any type of Non, yeah. uh, you know, what I'm saying white. That's the uh-huh. only way I think. Non-white people uh-huh. that get hired from the Niners. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? This is, you know what I'm saying? They get compensated for this, and the Niners kill at this, and they've been doing it for three years. And I don't understand why nobody else does right. it. I don't, it's free picks. Right, like, like they get, they're literally adding picks into the draft. Yeah, extra picks in the rounds, and people be trying to figure out like, but how did Niners get all these picks in the round? But they getting free picks. <laughs> And I'd be sick watching the draft. And it'd be happening. I, I didn't notice it. I don't know how long they've been doing it. Yeah. Because I don't know how long the rule been in place. But I noticed it like two years ago. Yeah. I was like, how they got three-fourths? But everybody got their picks. <laughs> and then they was like, oh, they get... And you start hearing the analysts talk about yeah. it. So I start doing my research. And I'm like, oh. So when people that 
they don't really want to get hired that's still under a long contract right, right. can get moved up to another position. You got to compensate them for taking them too early. Yeah, I need that. Man, they hustling. <laughs> what are we doing, people? <laughs> bro, they got seven free picks, bro. They got three-thirds, mm. four-fifths, uh-huh. a six, and four-sevenths. And if yeah. you don't think that the Niners regime finna finesse these picks and move up in rounds oh, yeah, that's, that's man, to make this draft a, a success. Oh, yeah. We're going to get a bang. Bruh, come on now, bruh. Pick 99, pick 101, and 102. Man, these is made-up picks, bruh. They all just pointed in. <laughs> yeah, they just Either. here. <laughs> so they might not even be at them numbers. They just going to be in the draft. They going right. to put them in there. Once the draft, man, come hey, on. just like you said about, uh, um, who was it, Vegas? had. I mean, uh, yeah, uh, Vegas had the two uh, back-to-back thirds. Uh-huh. We got the same thing. Mm-hmm. Back-to-back thirds and, 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 and 99. Huh. 99, 101, and 102. Jeez. All in the third round. And I think they're gonna finesse maybe one or one of them with some with some of them fifths, gotcha. maybe two of those to get into the second round to yeah. get them an impact player. And that's what we was talking about all set. I think one of those players they're gonna try to go after is a tight end. I think tight end is gonna be the big need. I think they they've been looking at I I showed you even right before I was telling you about it. Right. Then they end up getting the alert that the Niners definitely damn near scouted right. every tight end <laughs> on um, the board. Literally, they've brought in every tight end for a workout, for a personal, flew into them to get them workouts to see what these guys got because they understand. And I was saying they need another tight end. Right. They run with a lot of two tight ends. And most of the time, the other tight end is just blocking. Even when he go out, he's not a threat. They right. need somebody who's a threat. Absolutely. And, again, when George Kittle long in the two, father time undefeated, like the same thing I said for the Chiefs, right. just back. You're gonna need a replacement. Yeah. And the tight end matters in y'all scheme. Absolutely. For tight y'all end. quarterbacks. Tight end is very important for our quarterbacks, for our blocking schemes, for everything. Like everything run through the through the um tight end and the play actions and the movement, the fullback. Everything is important in our offense. So being able to have a, a someone else outside of Kittle be able to block correctly, again, the Roth Dilly block was what injured um uh, uh Purdy in the championship game. He blew the hell out that block. Hell out of it. Like you gonna so again. Blew the hell out that block. I definitely think tight end is where they'll go early. I think that's gonna be the first one. They're gonna take the best available. And again, I think when they see how the draft falls after the first round, they're gonna make some calls and move up. It's just it's just something you guys do. And then I think in the later rounds you go you go defensive you go cornerback and you go edge rusher. Yeah. And then you fill out a couple offensive linemen in the later round with them picks and you know you guys are gonna develop well. So I definitely think um you got any guys uh that you think you guys should go after and take a look? Go ahead. Yeah, I ain't gonna lie, I want to see them go ahead and uh trade up for Georgia's Darnell Washington. Uh-huh. I love his frame and when when you look at his his um profile, he's um his play style listed as Six O line with ball skills. Man. That's exactly what we need. Like I said, that's super important in our offense. Sound like George Kittle if you just yeah. don't say nothing, right? Exactly. So it's like uh, we want a playmaker that's going to do his job in the run game and be just as, uh, just as efficient, just as enthusiastic as they are blocking on the blocking, I mean, on the running plays as they are when, they, when they're getting the ball. You know, so um, I really like that kid out of Georgia. I love his frame. So, um, with that size, I would love to uh, see us trade up for him. For sure. As for the first pick. No, right, 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 right. Definitely, definitely. 
I definitely think that that could be a guy. I think I definitely think that could be a guy. Um, I, I definitely think. Um, yeah, again, agree. Tight end. I think Lucas. I think Lucas. Luke Musgrave could be there in the third round if we don't. Because I told you I'm not doing no trade ups. But again, you you came here to speak for your squad, and you're telling them. And I do agree that I think they're going to trade up. But again, for the sake of this third round, I think Luke Musgrave could be there. Uh, Croft could be there out of South Dakota State. I think there could be some good tight ends available in the third round that you guys could get put down, develop, and they could uh, be impact players immediately. And I think even if we wanted to go with a cornerback, mm-hmm. uh, I definitely think it's some late-round corners you guys could take. I ain't going to call them late-round because mid-round corners, these guys could play. Uh, Tredavious Hodges-Tomlinson, the TCU uh, uh, uh standout DB, nephew of LT. I think he would fit very well with you guys in the slot. You guys always play with smaller slot corners. I don't know if that's the thing or what, but they just always on the smaller side, but they always play well. I think Kawan Williams, I think y'all been searching for a slot since he left because yeah. he's he, he's still balling for Denver, and I think he has, I think Hodges Tomlinson uh, has those type of skills as well, and I think he can be, and he can tackle too, just as well. Don't let the size fool you. Mm-hmm. He's not scared to come up and get physical. When your uncle's a running back, he's going to yeah. tell you, hey, you got to be physical out there. Don't care. You feel me? So, yeah. And he said he played running back before he started playing corner, so Okay. He's got, got that physical. Got yeah, dog. yeah, yeah. Yes, sir. DJ Turner the second out of Michigan. Obviously, as a Ohio State fan, you know. But anybody that help your team, your Niner team get better, it's yeah. welcome. Corner, he ran the fastest 40, to- 40 time out there. You say fastest? Fastest. Uh, like he, can, he can play man. He can play zone. Okay. Uh, very, very um, uh, fluid. Very good hips. Wasn't really tested a lot at uh, Michigan. So, that's the only thing. But you're going to get right. tested in the NFL. Speed but- or not. But was it his fault? Nah. As far as he was, it just, was good coverage. Yeah, like, so that's what I said. Like you don't get thrown that, it ain't nothing you can do. Sauce Gardner didn't get thrown that, and it, it panned out. So now it's a thing. Now yeah. you feel me? And you played at Michigan at a big school. He was at Cincinnati, so right. you know it's just you know the eye in the sky don't lie. So we'll definitely see. He'll be a late round pick, but I definitely think he has a chance. And um, a guy that I think could really fit you guys' schemes, Julius Brents out of Kansas State, six foot three corner. Uh-huh. I think long, physical. Plays in that cover three, cover two scheme. Plays in the fourth. I think he can be a perfect fit if you guys could get him one of those picks. I think Absolutely. he would fit well. Uh, Joe Tittman out of Wisconsin. He's a, a swing interior offensive lineman. Can play guard or center. I, I think he would fit well. Have, uh, I would definitely have to add to the uh, offensive lineman. Dead <laughs> right. We talked about Cody Monch, the guy yeah, with the yeah, no yeah. teeth. That's a guy yeah. I can see you guys trading up to sure. get second round. Um, if he doesn't go in the first round, they say he potentially can go in the back in the first. But if not, I think if he go, I think if he's there in the second round, I think a lot of teams are going to scramble up to try to get him because of his position versatility, literally being able to play all five spots and you getting uh-huh. that now, you can mold this guy to whatever one you want to fit right. your scheme. And I think that's a beautiful thing. And then even the Andrew Voorhees out of USC, 38 reps on the bench at mm. offensive guard. That's a strong man. People mover. Yes, sir. I think he's a, a talented player as well. Uh, so um, I definitely think you guys got some choices to make. Again, like you said, you want to see you guys go out there and get Darnell Washington to oh, yeah, add to the that. squad. I need that. Um, uh, any other positions you want to see you guys draft? You know, I'm always a sucker for my Ohio guys. Mm-hmm. I need Harrison. I know. Zach. We talked about him. it. Yeah. I need Zach to go ahead and they can run him a little, you know. He definitely definitely can use another edge rusher though. Yeah. I mean we we lost in the Uh huh. Uh-huh. Yep. Uh huh. Ebicon. Yeah, Ebicon. I got you. <laughs> and we lost. Um, Amanda Hugh. Yeah, Charles. So um 
we, we always lose. Yeah. We always lose the You know how that goes. So. Come here to get right and go yeah, go on about your yeah. life. Go so, get some money. So I definitely do think you feel me in the later rounds. You guys could definitely uh, establish yourself and get you a, a, a defensive end or a player like that. I think it'll be uh, good for the squad. And obviously, you guys are good at developing them guys. Absolutely. So, yeah. Thank you, man. Thank you for coming, Coach, and running oh, through this man. with me, man. This is the last one. After this, we got That's two it. weeks left before the combine. Okay. After this, I got some, you feel me? You come back, we're going to talk draft predictions. We're going to okay. talk, you know, we're going to talk quarterback, what we think. It's a lot of stuff we going to got going on. Playoffs will be live and direct. All right. Hey, like our flavors, you did. I like that. I appreciate it. Yes, sir. That. Yes, sir. I might have to. Chill this plug. Chill this plug. Yeah, yeah. Plug, you plug, might, plug. We, might do, we might have to do a hoop episode for the playoffs, Ooh. man. You know what I'm saying? Something okay. live and direct. I want mom. Got to set something up. That definitely okay. will be. Yeah. Be a doozy, but I know yeah, you're going to. Yeah, we may have to have you slide up the sack this time. Yeah, you know, you it's know all good. Mean? Yeah, you know. Okay. And be live and direct. It's only right. Okay. It's only right. It's only right. But again, thank you for coming, man. You already know. Before we get out of here, let the people know where they can find you, what you're doing with your life, and all that good stuff. Again, this is your boy, Coach Delo. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, if you guys are uh, in the Sacramento area, um, I am a personal trainer. You can uh, find me on my Instagram. Under Coach Delo forty nine at C O A C H D L O four nine. Um, also, I have a, a Facebook page, a YouTube page, a um, podcast right here on Spotify. Live on direct with your boy Coach Delo. I'm coming in with different things, a fresh vibe, mm-hmm. and um, just hoping that um, you guys are just tune in to. Uh, everything that I have going on, man, I'm um, just looking to bring as much uh, uh, good vibes to the world as I can uh, as a small, small city kid from the hood, you know, who who had big, big dreams to be great. So um, I love to take you on the ride, man. Appreciate you guys for listening. You guys have been real. Peace. You already know for myself and Coach Dilo, this is the Bring the World podcast. Y'all already know, man. Subscribe to the podcast on Spotify, man. We trying to run them subscribers up. Tell a friend, tell a neighbor it's going down. It's the Bring the Wood podcast, and y'all know we're doing this thing. We just brought the wood. Peace.